Hey there, it's Olivia Allen Price, host of Bay Curious, the podcast. KQED Podcasts wants to thank listeners like you whose support makes this podcast possible. If you want to help us continue to make great content, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcasts. And thanks. From KQED. We start today's episode hiking in the East Bay Hills near Berkeley. Reporter Dan Brecky is searching for something that's baffled locals for more than a century. The only thing that's assumed is they're ancient. Scrambling up the steep trail with him is Eric Haven, this week's question yeah. asker. But no one knows how ancient. Like, does it go back hundreds of years? Does it go back thousands of years or older? Um, Eric's an artist. He writes and draws graphic novels. And he was once a producer on the TV show Mythbusters. It's about maybe another 100 yards or 50 yards that way. Eric and Dan beat their way through some tall grass and come upon what they've been hunting for. Cool. A stone wall stretching more than 100 feet. Awe-inspiring? It is. Well, I wouldn't say (laughs) awe-inspiring unless you know how old this is and that no one knows where it came from. Actually, it just looks like an old stone wall. Just a pile of rocks, two or three feet high, but shrouded in more than a century of mystery and speculation. No one knows who built it. No one knows why they built it. This is Bay Curious. I'm Olivia Allen Price. For ages, people have been puzzling over the so-called East Bay mystery walls. You can find them scattered all over the place, from down near San Jose through the Berkeley Hills. Who built these things? How long ago? And why? That's what we're looking to answer in today's episode, which first ran in August 2018. We're bringing it back because interest in these old walls hasn't subsided. We just got a question last month from a listener about them. We'll get to it right after this. Support for Bay Curious comes from Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Committed to brewing things the right way since 1980, because when you're a family-run brewery, there's no other way to do it. Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Still family-owned, operated, and argued over. And be sure to stay tuned through the end of the show so you can play our monthly trivia game for a chance to win some cool prizes. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member. You get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus... You'll sleep better at night, knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. A loose network of mysterious stone walls perched high in the East Bay Hills, Sounds like a perfect story for KQED's Dan Brecky, a longtime Berkeley resident and amateur history nut here in the newsroom. Hey, Dan. Hi, Olivia. So first off, what's so special about these walls? 
Well, what makes them unique is the theories that have been floated over the years about who built them. While we were out on that hike in the Berkeley Hills, our question asker, Eric Haven, shared a friend's theory. It's a variation on the notion that Native Americans built these walls. His theory was that there was an earthquake here and it opened up fissures in the ground. And he thought these were purely ceremonial Uh, that it was a way to appease whatever gods they thought were angered or spirits. And that's just one of the many theories out there. It's hard to say precisely when the legend of the walls first emerged, but the oldest published mention of the mystery appears to be March 8, 1896, in the Sunday San Francisco Chronicle. The headline, Ruins Among the Berkeley Hills. Half a mile east of Grizzly Peak stand the remnants of stone walls, which have long baffled the researches and curiosity of antiquarians. By whom they were erected, when, and why, is an unsolved mystery. The same little essay goes on to drop a few theories, that perhaps the walls were the work of what it called a long-forgotten race, or maybe the Aztecs of Mexico, who might have used the walls for defense. Eight years later, the paper ran another one of its wall stories. A big spread in the Sunday paper. Did a colony from lost Atlantis once populate the Berkeley Hills? Are these remarkable walls really relics of the Stone Age? It's got a dramatic illustration. Stereotyped savages fighting with spear, bow and arrow, and actually hurling big rocks. It was written by a guy named Harold French, and it sounds a lot like the first article. Now, this guy, Harold French, he shows up again and again in the newspapers promoting the legend of the walls. So all these legends basically trace back to one loony guy? Well, he wasn't a nut, really. He was a well-known member of the Sierra Club, and he helped start the East Bay Regional Park District. But he insisted the walls were ancient, prehistoric, and his articles are still quoted as evidence of the mystery. And over the years, plenty of others have tried to solve French's puzzle. A newspaper librarian at the old Oakland Tribune, for instance, and a doctor from Fremont who suggested that maybe the walls are navigational aids for extraterrestrials. Oh my. (laughs) Well, it's the 21st century now. Surely we have something a little more scientific to explain these things? Well, over the last several decades, real live archaeologists have been out and taken a look at the walls. There are very few historic accounts about the walls, and this has contributed to this long uh, history of mystery about, about them. Jeff Fentress was an archaeology professor at San Francisco State University, and he spent decades trying to understand these rock walls and where they came from. The question we were asked was, where did the walls come from? How long do you want me to talk? Cause I, oh, you I, can go on forever. Okay, well, I'll start my, li- I'll start my little talk. Okay. Fentress grew up in the East Bay, and he heard stories. When I was growing up in Berkeley here, um, we were told that the Lemurians built the walls, and the Lemurians were the inhabitants of the lost continent of Mu. And he says the stories continue. The History Channel asked him whether a Chinese admiral might have built the walls. 
I was interviewed by British television, and they wanted to know whether West Africans, specifically from Ghana and Mauritania, had come here 30,000 years ago and built the walls. Fentress says the problem with all of those theories, Lemurians, Chinese, West Africans, and extraterrestrials for that matter, is that there's simply no evidence any of those real or imagined groups ever landed here. So I think you have to look at the walls in the context of who was actually here in the Bay Area. And until relatively recently, who was actually here was Native Americans, the people who lived in the Bay Area for 10,000 years. Were these their walls? There is no indication that Native American people built rock walls that extended for hundreds or thousands of feet. Fentress and other archaeologists agree that there is an explanation, though. The rock walls were the work of the people who pushed the native tribes off the land. He points to the many European immigrant groups who are known to have ranched and farmed in the hills. Did these people make rock walls in their countries? You look at them all, Portugal, Spain, Ireland, Germany, Switzerland, so on. Of course they made rock walls. And the main purposes of the walls, the archaeologists say? for boundaries and for various farming and ranching activities. You know, we're looking at, we could call it the archaeology of the common people or archaeology of the working class, you know. So back in, you know, 1850, you know, if Mr. McGillicuddy built, cleared his fields and he built a wall between his property and Mr. Souza next door, nobody's going to write a newspaper article about that. It's not going to get in the history books, right? All this mystery and intrigue to find the walls were built for totally mundane reasons. So you're disappointed about that? Yes. Well, if you're hoping to find out that there is a mysterious fortress up in the hills, probably you're going to stay disappointed. Uh, Fentress and the other archaeologists I talked to say that their explanations are a little speculative. They also say that if you're going to really try to nail down an answer, you'd want to search for more evidence. The main thing to do would be to record and systematically map all the walls. Then you could tie the modern maps and register them to historic maps. He also says it could be useful to dig along the base of walls to study their construction and to look for artifacts. And dating techniques could be useful too. One experimental lichen dating study estimated a wall segment in the Berkeley Hills may have been built between 1850 and 1880. Oh, like right around the gold rush. Right, right. And Fentress says you'd want to do a more systematic study, say 100 lichen sites, to really come to a firm conclusion about that. So after all this reporting, the answer is basically... Right. No perfect conclusive answer. But I think the magic eight ball of archaeological and historical evidence points to these walls being used for farms and ranches and boundaries. Before we wrap, I want to go back to Eric Haven, our question asker, and he gets at what I think is the essence of the walls mystery. You know, why do you think it's important to understand where these walls come from? Well, it may not be important in the grand scheme of things, but people love a mystery. And since this is an unsolved mystery, it's, it's naturally evocative and compelling. Um, I still think about it a lot. Uh, and part of me somewhat hopes that we never find the answer so that Berkeley, uh, the Berkeley walls can always be a mystery. Reporter Dan Brecky, thank you. You're very welcome. 
We have a video about the East Bay Walls starring reporter Dan Brecky on our website, baycurious.org. It was produced by Adam Grossberg. Go check it out. Bay Curious is produced by Katrina Schwartz, Amanda Font, Brendan Willard, and me, Olivia Allen Price. Our show is made in San Francisco at member-supported KQED. Hi, Bay Curious listeners. Are you ready to play May's trivia game? Every month, we read a question here at the end of our episode. You can give us your answers over at our website, kqed.org slash baycurious, or just click the link in the episode description. Out of the correct answers, we'll randomly choose one lucky winner to receive a cool prize package with Bay Curious swag and Sierra Nevada goodies. Okay, our question for the month is, the world's longest-running pillow fighting contest was held from 1966 to 2006 in what Bay Area town? Our trivia quiz is made possible by Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Good luck! Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. 